0: Today's episode is brought to you by Mimic Vinyl. As you guys know, I recently went to Hawaii. I went to the Silhouette Summit there. And although I'm not a crafter, I learned so much about Silhouette's incredible new product lineup. And I was amazed at all the things that these machines can do. I was like actually legitimately blown away. And now I'm partnering with Mimic Vinyl to help everybody get their hands on these cool new machines. Silhouette creates precision machines and powerful software designed to empower DIY enthusiasts and small businesses. Silhouette helps makers engage in the creative process through craft and DIY projects. And guys, I mean it. I like I kept thinking during the conference about all of the things that I buy that people like use these machines for. So I'm like talking t-shirts, stickers, mugs, etc. And I buy all these things and people are just making them in their homes with these cool printers and I was very amazed that's just like it's very insane to me, okay? The Silhouette Cameo 5 is Silhouette's most powerful cutting machine with the new stable roll feeder. An automatic cross cutter, improved adjustable rollers, and power tool options. Silhouette rolled out a lot of new products on the first day of the conference, but this one for sure got the biggest rise out of the crowd. I tell you, the crowd went feral. People were hooting and hollering. It was very exciting, and I'm excited to try this machine out soon. And Mimic Vinyl wants everybody to have a chance to try these cool new machines as well, so they are offering all my listeners a free 12-pack of vinyl to all customers who use my link. So if you go to mimicvinylcom chat, And buy any of these cool new machines, including the Cameo 5, you can get a free 12 pack of vinyl added to your purchase. And guys, I promise you, if like when I was explaining what the printers do, if it sounded like Greek to you, kind of like how it did to me, I promise you, like seeing these machines in action just looked so cool. And I just kept thinking about like all the cool things that I have that people use these machines for. Does that sentence make sense? I think it does, right? I just kept thinking about all the cool things that I have that people have used silhouette machines for. And now I'll be able to make those in my own home. And that's very exciting to me. So anyway, go to mimicvinyl.com slash want to chat and you can get a free 12 pack of vinyl along with your brand new Cameo 5 or whatever printer suits your fancy. Does, Does that sound like a fancy way to talk about fancy printers? I think so. Anyway, now on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary, and we have a fun, short, and sweet episode for you all today. Really, there's one story on everybody's minds this week, which, you know, kind of happened at, like, the tail end of last week on Sunday when Taylor Swift Goad went to the Kansas City Chiefs game to go see her new thing, Travis Kelsey. We also talked about other Taylor Swift things that kind of happened this year. Like, we, we broke down the timeline of, whoa, what have we gone through as Swifties this year? The answer is so much. We went through so many things. We also talked about the writer's strike ending. We talked about Halloween costume ideas for a little bit, which I know doesn't sound that intriguing, but I just want you all to listen to that part of the conversation anyway, because I asked for your help. Anyway, uh, stay tuned. It's a good episode and I hope you all love it. Okay. Enjoy the show. Hello, okay, welcome to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I have Alex here again, and I I promise that this isn't like a, I mean, not that I don't love you and I want you with me always, but like, I'm not trying to make a like, girl explains pop culture to her husband type podcast, but unfortunately, due to my lack of planning and organization skills, that's slowly what it's becoming because for the second week in a row alex arnt is here alex say hello
1: surprise everybody surprise. back again
0: <laughs> a man's <It's> so, <laughs> a man so nice we had him on the pod twice yeah so great um i mean i guess since there's some sports related news this week it's a it's a good thing that we have you spoiler alert we're gonna talk about some sports news can you guess what it is anyway alex is back on the pod And I'm excited to talk today. I feel like there were a couple huge stories this week, but not a lot of like little below the line stories to talk about. Um, But I'm happy to be with you all anyway. We're going to have so much fun. Um, This is a quick PSA slash public plea. Alex and I are preparing to host our, would we say fifth annual? Sixth annual. We took a... Can we say annual if we took a year off for COVID?
1: Yeah, I think you can.
0: Like, Because we hosted, what I'm talking about is our couple's Halloween party. And every year I host a couple's Halloween party and there's a theme. I host it with my best friend, Courtney. And it's like really nice because Courtney has um, like the most amazing decorations just hung up in her house, like to begin with, like at all times. So we just have the party at her house because she has a nice house and because also her house is like already like so decorated, but I host it with Courtney and every year we have a fun theme and before in the past, we've had like famous couples throughout history. We've done that theme twice now. We've done um, dynamic duos and this year it's enemies and lovers, which I guess is basically just like two people that have something to do with each other. I don't know. But um, anyway, we're drawing a blank this year, guys. Alex and I cannot think of anything. For a little bit, I've thought of maybe doing like Ron Burgundy and like Veronica Corningstone a little bit, but I don't know. In the past, I've used this as an excuse to dress Alex up as one of my favorite, you know, hot guys throughout history. You've been Jack Dawson from, uh, from Titanic. You've been JFK. Last year, you were Edward Cullen. And I just don't, am I out of hotties? Definitely yeah. not, but like, am I out of hotties that I'd I would dress up for? I don't know. There's something kind of attractive about Will, Will Ferrell, though, in a way. Alex is giving me like a skeptical look. You just need the female gaze. Like, there's just like something a little bit, hmm, I'm into it. <laughs> I don't know, but if any. If you're going to do Ron Burgundy impressions a whole night, I don't know if we could move forward. But anyway, I don't know if we could move forward. Actually, I think I would like to see one or two of your Ron Burgundies.
1: I am out of practice.
0: I was like, do you have anything that you could bring bring up? Anyway. um, San Diego. Okay, that's great. Anyway, if anybody has any suggestions on fun couple costumes... That fit the themes, enemies or lovers, that people in like a general, um, like Mormon and Mormon adjacent big party would know. Like, because when we were JFK and Jackie O, people were like, "Who are you?"
1: Yeah, that was.
0: Even last year when we were Edward and Bella, I mean, I was very pregnant, so maybe that's why. But like, I painted you pale and I threw glitter all over you, and you definitely looked like like Edward Cullen, at least to me. Huh. But people were like, Mary, you gotta help us out. Who are you dressed up as? And there's nothing worse than, you know, having people not know what you're referencing with your Halloween costume. But anyway, if anybody has any good suggestions, I am willing to take all of them. I did think for a minute it'd be funny to be Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian. Because then I'd be able to put you in like a little mohawk. And then I'd be able to wear a fun wig. But you know, I just don't mm. think yeah, that don't the people know if that's will know. Relevant enough. I mean, it's definitely relevant. But it's definitely relevant, but it is, um, you know, know your a big know your audience yeah, situation. No.
1: They wouldn't know.
0: Yeah, I, I would probably, unfortunately, say. I wonder if we could be like Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Would people understand that if I dressed up as like Game of Thrones girl and you dressed up as a Joe Bro? <laughs> It would be it would be funny because
1: that would be pretty funny. The Jonas
0: Brothers were a, you know, a longtime crush of mine from the years 2007 to 2009. And that could just kind of go with the theme of you always dressing up as one of my historical hotties.
1: That, yeah, but
0: Let's workshop that. But, but I'm not a Game of Thrones fan i stopped watching in season five like at one point i was watching game of thrones it was taking me forever to get through it and i was never really digging it and i liked it when it was like more like you know schemey and like political and less like mystical like when they really started involving like
1: fantasy
0: yeah like fantasy stuff i was like oh I'm i'm out here but um magic yes (laughs) magic dragons magic yes um anyway but one time during season five my like hbo go login like timed out and i was borrowing it from a friend and i just like didn't care to refine that text so i was like whatever i'll just stop and then funny i started watching outlander immediately after that wouldn't that be fun if we could be jamie and claire but i'm not hot enough to be claire and nobody would know who we are, so maybe it wouldn't be fun. Anyway, welcome to today's episode of the Addis One Chat Podcast. Speaking of Anchorman, by the way, real quick, people online always talk about that Mandela effect. Um, like they'll talk about like the Bernstein Bears versus Bernstein Bears. Um, you, do you guys like know what I mean? It's one of those things that I've never really understood. Like. And I'm sure if I watched one of the TikToks about it for more than 30 seconds, I'd be like, oh, okay, it's like collective consciousness or like sometimes people say like, oh, it's a glitch in the simulation, whatever. Somebody posted a TikTok today about Anchorman in the scene that um, where Ron Burgundy is talking to his dog and it's like the, that iconic scene, you know, where he's like, come on, you know I don't speak Spanish. And he says... Everyone thinks in their brain. And I looked it up. Maybe it's because this is what the GIF says. There's gifts and then also in people's brains. There's this Ron Burgundy quote that says like, you ate an entire wheel of cheese. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. That's like the quote that everybody remembers, right? Alex, you're looking at me like this, you know, I don't blank stare. It's fine. It's an but- iconic quote from Anchorman. But then somebody showed that it said, like, you ate an entire entire wheel of cheese? I'm not even mad. That's amazing.
1: Okay. No, that does sound like...
0: The amazing one or the... the I'm impressed.
1: I'm impressed.
0: Like the I'm gif. Yeah. yeah. Like the gif of it. Anyway, so I don't know if this is just a case of, like, people typing out the gif wrong so we all think that it says I'm impressed or I know sometimes... You'll see like comparison videos where they're like the DVD version of Friends versus the um like the one that they aired and like they just cut in like a different take. So like maybe that's possibly it, or maybe it was a blooper or something. I don't know, but that's like the first like Mandela effect thing that has affected me. Okay. Do you have anything to add to this? Uh maybe you know, it's one narrative? of
1: those works seventy percent of the time every time. Is that oh, the, the right then... percentage?
0: I think I might just have to dress you up as Ron Bergen huh? just because you have all these Anchorman quotes in your back pocket.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it deserves a rewatch.
0: Yeah. Like, people are just going to see it this week on my What I Watched Yeah, recap and Needs. be like, oh, real listeners? know. Anyway, we do have things to talk about. Um, we saw the movie Dumb Money. It was funny-ish. Like, there were points of humor in it. It is a story about um, the like Robin Hood, GameStop, Wall Street bets scandal from twenty twenty. For some reason, I thought that it happened like later. I thought it was like twenty twenty one. Me too. But they said it happened in twenty twenty. Do I know why I thought it happened in twenty twenty one? Why? I realized I I have my times wrong because in twenty twenty one. That's when I ashamedly. Got really into Dogecoin. That was a dark time period. But it was kind of the same thing. Like when I was watching this movie. Yeah. Which by the way, it's not an amazing movie. It's watchable. It's fine. It really like wanted to be the big short. Or it really wanted to be like the social network. And I was, the whole time I was kind of like, I wish I was watching one of those movies instead. But the thing with Dogecoin was I had bought some because I saw... Like a TikTok about it saying like, buy these coins. And it was like, when I bought them, and I I can't even believe that I'm admitting to investing in cryptocurrency allowed here. But when I bought them, it was like two pennies or something. Or like a, a fraction of a penny. Something like really, really cheap. And I bought like 40 of them or something. And then like they really started to like rack up. I remember I was like on a girls trip and I was telling all my friends, I'm like, sorry guys, I can't stop looking at my phone. My money just like keeps growing. And like it hit like $80. Um, like my like collective wallet hit like $80. And I was like, guys, should I cash out? Like I was actually being an insane person about it. But then it's kept going up and up and up and up and up throughout the week. And I was so excited. And Alex and I, we went to New York City for our first time, like walking around New York. We had baby Rooney with us, and I was just, again, watching my wallet, like, go up and up and up, and at one point, it, like, went over a $1,000, and I was like, Alex, should I cash out right now? Because if I cash out right now, this basically makes our whole entire trip that we just took, like, free. Like, wouldn't that just be nice, and I could just kind of put a bow on it? But that same night, in the same dang city, in New York City, Elon Musk was hosting Saturday Night Live, and he was, like, a big proponent of Dogecoin, Right? He was going to go up and all like the Dogecoin Facebook groups I had joined were very excited about this moment. And they expected Dogecoin to like skyrocket in popularity. Like people were like in these forums being like, this is what I'm going to buy after Elon Musk mentions well. the thing. Do you remember this? I had us oh, go Yeah, totally. I had us go home early in New York City so we could go into our hotel room to watch Elon Musk name drop Dogecoin. So then I could like see our money like double in like even an hour before it was like a thousand something. And I was like, Alex, we could cash out right now. But diamond hands, baby. I'm not (laughs) doing it until after he mentions it. And then it will skyrocket one more time. I'll double that money and then I'll cash out. Okay. So we're watching Saturday Night Live and he mentions his first of all, his monologue was like All over the place. It was very, very odd. Like, if you want to go back and watch it, it is is something to behold. But he mentions Dogecoin, and then he's trying to explain what cryptocurrency is. And then someone said, so it's like a hustle. Then he goes, yeah, it's a hustle. And then immediately, it went from, like, I can't even remember the dollar amounts at this point. But, like, it went way high to, like, way low. And, like, within... Like within like twelve minutes or so, my like wallet that had like fifteen hundred bucks in it went down to like seventy dollars, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> so like it, I it was very seventy
1: really... dollars."
0: Yeah, and then it did end up bouncing back oh, once okay. I got home. I think at the end of the day, I got like four hundred dollars out of it, yeah, but it was so an that... emotional roller coaster. Yeah. So seeing the move, the movie Dumb Money, made me feel some type of way about <laughs> that. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I've done this before, <laughs> yeah. and it's no fun."
1: You were like those. Telling... <laughs>
0: But honestly, great investment though, because so during the GameStop thing, AMC also kind of like jumped on the bandwagon and people were trying to do it with AMC AMC stock. And at that point, everybody had heard about the GameStop thing. But if you were hearing about it, it was too late for you, right? Because like the stock that you were buying, the GameStop people that made a lot of money, they were buying it when it was like a dollar a stock. But then like if you're hearing about it, it's already at like 200 a stock or whatever. A share. Do you like take your financial advice from me? But anyway, they were starting to do AMC like that. So I bought like a couple shares of it. And now I'm part of the AMC investor connection and I get free popcorn every now and then. And I walk into my AMC theaters once a week just to check to see how the business is doing yeah just to just to see how how everything's going over here i'm a shareholder I'm no but like my account was synced up on my amc app and then it says okay we're like invested. 15 minutes into this at this point and i really need to start talking about pop culture but anyway i read now and then i get a free like slurpee or something which is very fun it's so fun to be me and spend money in frivolous ways
1: thank goodness you invested yeah our in kids the next, future <laughs> in the next squeeze what was it called short squeeze short squeeze yeah. amc I've, I've watched
0: the big short more times than i could count i love that movie so much i still could not explain to you what happens or what a short squeeze is could not and dumb money did not help anyway <laughs> um oh and then one more thing on recommendations i'm retracting kind of My recommendation of Survive the Raft a couple weeks ago, I was like, this is the best reality competition show that's been on since like America's Next Top Model. This is amazing to me. But the guy that they have cast now as the villain is making it so unenjoyable. It was so good up until like episode six. And then they just get this a-hole in there. The saying the worst things and riling people up and turning good people into villains and like he probably he honestly needs to be like studied in a lab like his um like convincing skills I don't know if that's like the right way to put that his his way that he's able to manipulate people and situations needs to be studied and he needs to be like not that he's committing any crimes but like locked up
1: he's just a car salesman.
0: That is disgusting and scary.
1: <laughs> I think that's what his job was. But I feel like he's made more things more interesting. I thought things were getting a No.
0: What I loved about scary. it was, hey, this is just a group of people. They all have a common goal. And like, yeah, there's if- no one winner at the end. They're either winners together winning a lot of money or they're winners together winning a little bit of money. So yeah, they're trying but- to get along.
1: Yeah, but the... They gave them those temptations or whatever, but no one would ever take it. I know. Because n- there was never yeah. enough. It wasn't no worth No one's the taken risk. a single te- temptation. Yeah, there, right? it wasn't worth their risk. And, un- unless they schemed together about it.
0: Anyway, I just want to publicly say, Survive the Raft. It's still a good show, still watch it. But, like, the villain that they have on right now, I cannot stand it. But also, I was always this way with, like, America's Next Top Model. Like, my least favorite cycles of America's Next Top Model are like the ones where the villain is just so like just such a menace like cycle six with jade she just caused too much chaos and like i couldn't i couldn't do it like cycle six is a hard one for me i never rewatch it um anyway so not retracting fully my recommendation but I like it. Anyway, so now that we're 17 minutes and 30 seconds into today's podcast, I just wanted to talk about the biggest news story of the week. I don't know if you've heard about it, but Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are doing something. They're doing something. They, um, as we all know now, for weeks, Travis Kelsey has been like hinting at some kind of relationship with Taylor Swift. And my thoughts about this was, were, Okay, he's running his mouth a little too much. And it's very annoying, very cringy. But knowing Taylor Swift's team, they would have like put... It, it was becoming such a big news story where they would have put a kibosh on it if there was zero truth to it. Like if there was zero truth to what he was saying before she showed up at the game, she would have had some kind of like... A friend of Taylor Swift says that she's loving single life right now. Like that would have been like a statement given to People Magazine or to TMZ or something like a friend of Taylor Swift says that she's having a great time um, with her female friendships or whatever. And that's kind of what they ended up doing. Um, Let me see if I could pull the full quote here. Alex, can you riff for a minute, please?
1: That's one of the hardest things for me to do, I feel like.
0: To riff? I'm just going to pause. Guys, I cannot find the statement anywhere, but you're just going to have to trust me here. But, like, the, a source close to Taylor says, like, she's basically what I anticipated, but just kind of, like, who wouldn't want to spend their Sunday at a football game? Taylor is having fun. She's really focused on her girlfriends or something right now. And I wish I could, like, pull the real quote. I'll put it on my Instagram story. But it's, like, kind of giving, like, oh, this is a fun thing. Like, this is a date, basically. Like, they're not in a committed relationship to to each other, you know? So I don't know. I feel positively about it. He seems like a good guy. I think everyone's arguments for why this is a good match really do make sense to me. Like, okay, he has like his own career and he's like similar in levels of fame to her, but in a different industry. I think that's really key. She's never dated an athlete before. So this is, this is like a fun new thing to see her do. Um, I don't know. So like, I like it. I'm getting really frustrated. I've talked about this before, but I feel like this has brought out a new round of people who are following this trend where they're calling literally everything PR. And are there some public relations aspects to this? Of course there are. The biggest pop star in the entire world goes to a game. That has to be orchestrated in some way. There has to be certain permissions given. There there were a lot of people involved and that had approved of this happening, right? And Travis Kelsey, his new Amazon documentary came out last week, 1989, Taylor's version is coming out. And I mean, like, neither of them really need the publicity, right? But, like, of course, there's, like, strategic things happening with it. So, yes, is there some PR at play? Sure. But there is this trend now where people on TikTok, and on social media, or in real life, they want to say, oh, it's just PR. Like when Maddie Healy and Taylor Swift were dating, oh, it's just PR. It's just to promote her album. First of all, that was like a big, she's only getting negative press from this. Like, do you know what public relations are? Like, do you know what PR means? Like, get real, please. And they're acting as if public relations specialists are like, fan fiction writers and they're like oh we're gonna make this happen and we're gonna put this in the press and like (laughs) in the press (laughs) like they think that people are just orchestrating their every their every move and i just that's not what it is i think that what's happening is it's two people getting to know each other they're being extremely public about it instead of extremely private if you want to call that pr you can call that pr but I don't know. I feel like people just want to sound like they're smart and like they want to sound like they're not the ones being played. You're the one being played. Like, guess what? This thing that's happening, it's PR. And I know that because I'm smart. I'm not like a normal person. Like it's people that talk about PR. That's like the real pick me girl energy where it's like, ha ha, you believed that story? Well, guess what? It's just PR. Their publicists made them do that. Like, no, Taylor Swift's publicist didn't make her go to a Kansas City Chiefs game. I don't know how her relationship or her courtship with Travis Kelsey came to be, but I doubt it was through publicists. Was there a PR aspect of it? Yes. Did did it happen in an orchestrated way? Sure. But what we have now is just, you know, we're we're all just going to have to like wait and see. I uh, did see the most inspiring tweet that I've seen in a very long time which is now like my hope for forever. Um, it's talking, it was somebody saying like, I don't know how long Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift will last, but I want them to last until the Met Gala, until the first Monday in May, because Travis Kelsey is a man that likes to dress up and Taylor Swift could use, you know, like some arm candy that's not just going to wear a suit, especially to like a costume ball. You know what I mean? Alex is looking at me like I have two heads. That's why I invited him. I was trying to
1: imagine what he would wear.
0: Well, I mean, it is hard to imagine what he would wear as we do not know the theme. Let me see. Okay, I just paused to research for a second. I'm not seeing any theme. But anyway, I would like to see them together at that. If we could just have that, that would be pretty dang great. Um, that actually brings me to like my next quick order of business. We don't have that many topics today. But remember how Taylor Swift and Sophie Turner hung out like a week ago today? Doesn't that seem like 14 weeks ago in Taylor Swift news year?
1: Not to me. But Okay, because let,
0: let's you. think. In the last, when, we, when you say calendar year, does that mean in the last 12 months? Or does that mean yes. from January on?
1: Last 12 months.
0: Correct. Let's just say from this point last year on, here's everything that we've dealt with with Taylor Swift. We've had the release of *Midnights*, which seems like actually forever ago. The release of *Midnights*, the announcement of the Eras Tour, the ticket registration for the Eras Tour, the ticket disappointments from the Eras Tour. And then we had, um, you know, like the Ticketmaster scandal, whatever. In March, she launches the tour. I go see her on March 24th for the first time. And then the weekend after that, she breaks up with Joe Alwyn. So we have the Joe Alwyn breakup, which is insane. Three weeks after that, she gets with Maddie Healy. We deal (laughs) with that. Surprise. (laughs) And with Maddie Healy, we have the Nashville shows. So we have everything that was crazy happening with the Nashville shows. We have Taylor Swift mouthing the words like, the song is for you, you know who you are, I love you, to Maddie Healy in front of thousands of people in Nashville. And it was a rain show, and it was very insane. But she also chose that moment to announce Speak Now, Taylor's version. We haven't even hit the summertime yet, guys. So she's with Maddie Healy, she announces Speak Now, Taylor's version. There's that whole drama. And then all the backlash against Taylor Swift happens. Again, we're not even in June yet. So then we get to June. She's touring, she's touring, she's touring. And then we get the announcement of, um, we get the premiere of Speak Now. We get all the new Taylor Lautner content. We get, um, I, I'm sure I'm missing things. We get the announcement of 1989. We get the Heiress Tour movie announcement. And now we get this Travis Kelsey thing. We got the Taylor Swift and Sophie Turner thing. And then like before the year's over, the things that are just on the docket are a freaking movie. Then two weeks later, a freaking new album, 1989. Do you know that there's going to be a bonus track on 1989's Taylor's Taylor's version? called From the Vault? From the Vault, called Slut. with an exclamation point slut no if you were taylor swift and you were writing a song called slut exclamation point what would it sound like no words you're you're not a songwriter you're an engineer
1: yeah
0: i i just i keep thinking about like i don't know i feel like i saw a tweet that said Remember how Harry Styles, like when the track list for Harry's house came out and there was a song called Little Freak and everybody was like, this song's going to be sexy. Like this song's going to be <laughs> something else. And then it turns out being like the saddest, like little ballad, maybe not the saddest, but like, it's like this emotionally moving ballad on, uh, on Harry's house and like 0% sexy at all. It just like says the words, little freak, you Jezebel. In the beginning, and then the rest of it's it just never like never
1: mentions it again.
0: Yeah, and then the rest of it's just this amazing love letter. And it was my most played song in uh, 2022. Remember that? Yep. Anyway, I have a feeling that slut, exclamation mark, might go the same way.
1: Where it's like... will not be about slut.
0: Like, it will be something about that, but it will be like, people think that I'm that, when really I'm like somebody looking ugly today. That's what's gonna be. I'm somebody looking ugly today, slut, or something. I don't know. It's it's not. It's ten fifty one p. m. That's just me like, racking my brain. You know the writer strike isn't completely over yet. I can't give too much of my heart and soul, to uh, to the song. Writing. Slut. Yeah. yeah. But uh, ask me in a week, okay? Anyway, we've just we've been through so much as Taylor Swift fans. And I did talk about, and I mean, I mentioned this in the last pod, my like Taylor fatigue, but whoop, I got like woken up, but by the the fatigue, no longer fatigued, because now she's just, and I mean, gotcha. <sighs> I brought this up to my friends earlier because they were talking about something kind of adjacent to this topic. So my brain going to like this weird, like semi-perv place, I'm sorry, everybody, Alex has whipped his head over at me so fast. I'm just thinking about the fact that she's going from Maddie Healy to Travis Kelsey. Like, there couldn't be two more different people or bodies in this world. Not to get too, you know, gross with all this, but like, what a change. What a change. Change in personality and change in actual physical body. Do you have any comment? Again, it's no, an audio-only medium. It's accurate, yes. They have two different bodies. It's yes. accurate.
1: <laughs> accurate.
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, I don't want to keep everybody too long just because, I mean, I don't want to keep anyone if uh, if there aren't things to talk about. But I do want to say that the writer's strike is basically almost over. Um, on Sunday night, the AMTPP... A-M-P-T-P, and the Writers Guild WGA they um they reached an agreement after five consecutive days of negotiations and we don't really know exactly what is uh what they settled on but the WGA like sent out a statement to their guild members saying like y- you guys will be enthusiastic about this deal and we didn't take anything that you wouldn't want tonight a little bit more information came out i guess the things that they were Bar, that they were asking for their initial asks of the AMPTP were worth like would cost studios an additional 480 I think like 86 million a year it would cost all those studios that much money a year to implement the changes that they were asking for first the AMPTP countered with no so zero and then their like their first counter would have cost them like eighty-six million dollars, which was like a drop in the bucket compared to what the WGA was asking for. But tonight they um they said that they're writing up the final contract language and the things that like got accepted and like their their negotiating points that they landed on will cost studios an additional two hundred and it was like thirty three million a year. So That's pretty good. That means that they got about half of what they were asking for, which is probably what they legitimately wanted. And they probably, you know, aimed really high with their initial asks. So that's good. So all that's left now is for them to write up the official contract and then their guild members have to vote on it. But again, like they're all anxious to get off strike. It will probably happen very quickly once the final contract language is written. So where does that leave Hollywood right now? Well, sag the screen actors guild is still on strike and nobody in hollywood can really work without the screen actors guild i mean the writers can
1: can't they just write stuff
0: yeah the writers can write and they could get things prepped and like waiting but also a lot of people won't want to cross the picket lines and work these productions by writing things while sag is still on strike you know So anyway, we're hoping that the Screen Actors Guild will reach a, like a similar quick resolution. I mean, not quick, like for the WGA, they were on strike for like 146 days, I believe. So not, not quick at all, but hopefully it will be resolved soon. But like the W, or sorry, the AMPTP... Hasn't like even gone to the negotiating table with the uh, Screen Actors Guild once yet. So like they haven't even started their negotiations. But hopefully now that this is out of the way, it could happen. I'm optimistic that something will be reached by December. I think that they're all losing so much money. It's like not working out the way that they thought it was going to. They had to push so many movies back. I don't know. I don't know, guys. And now I'm audibly yawning on a podcast, which is extremely embarrassing. So I'm just gonna call it right here. I don't want to keep everybody too long and like find like stupid topics to talk about. And that's all that mattered to me this week. Um, but thank you all for listening. If you would like, and if you have the time and capacity for it, we would appreciate any we as in Alex and I. Yeah. Um, because Alex is now just a podcasting <laughs> man. That cold is a thing cold. I realized tonight. Taylor Swift's new man is a podcaster.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he... Does he have one with his brother?
0: Yeah, but, like, that just was an extra, like, whoa. A
1: podcaster. Yeah, I, I have seen a few snippets of his podcast. You, on...
0: you know that Nene Leakes uh, from Real Housewives, that quote where it's like, a white refrigerator, a white refrigerator. Come on, honey, we got to move out of here and get you a home. That's how I'm like, and I mean... I mean, I know that I'm talking like this as a podcaster, but it's it's different. I'm sorry, double standard, but like it's different like when it's like a man with a pod. Uh but it it's just like a different level of like, oh, Taylor Swift is with a podcaster. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. But I did hear somebody say that he's uh the best tight end in history. Do you agree?
1: Uh, Does he keep the
0: ends really tight?
1: No, I don't know. It's hard to say. He's in the conversation, but...
0: But sometimes the ends are loose and not tight?
1: No, he's he's a very good player, but he might be past his prime.
0: Ooh, is that why he's with Taylor? Is that your conspiracy theory? Uh, Relevance? IAI, everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary. This is my new podcasting husband, Alex. And if you would like to follow us on uh, TikTok, you can find us at, at I Just Chat Podcast. If you want to follow us um, on Instagram, it's at I Just Chat Podcast. If you want to join our Facebook group, there was like some juicy influencer gossip that got, you know, like rebrought to the surface this last week. Um, through TikTok, my friend M doodles and stuff, she like referenced a story that was shared in the Facebook group a long time ago. If you want to join that group and get some, some juicy, juicy influencer goss, it's in there for you, but also please rate, subscribe, do everything that, um, annoying podcast people tell you to do, but do it to this podcast. Unless again, it's mean. Don't, don't leave mean, mean reviews. Um, and also don't forget to go to mimicvinyl.com slash want to chat for a free 12-pack of vinyl that comes with your new Silhouette printer. And I promise you, you'll have fun. You'll make cool things. Send me pictures of what you make with your new Silhouette printers. Okay, love you all. Goodbye.